go. go. I am Darth Zero. Boy, glad you didn't mess that one up. I am the winner. <laughs> Darth Rictus. Darth Cam Gentes. Ah, uh, what in the bloody Welcome hell? to the void. There's some music playing or something. I don't know. Don't be distracted. Oh, no, okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Don't be distracted. Why are you listening to things? What? Pay attention. All right. Class All has right. begun. <coughs> Shows what kind of a diligent student you were. <laughs> so it, it, it yeah, looks... you're a real diligent. <laughs> God damn it. So everybody here knows who Jim Davis is, yes? Um, Give me a refresher. Pro player. Uh, recently made it to the top eight of a pro tour undefeated on Rick the... Garfield. What? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he's he's a known content creator, pro gamer, etc. He just announced that uh, he will be showcasing the launch of a brand new card game, Emergence TCG, making it like the 15th Loki variant to come out of Magic players. Good. I don't know. Good. Keep making them, people. Enjoy making them. I mean, Hearthstone is technically getting to the same level of success as Magic in terms of viewing. Like, there are more people that watch Hearthstone content than Magic content now which is a little weird. So it, it was successful, is successful, remains successful. But there's, I don't know, like I, I feel like we're back to the scenario where there's too many fucking games being created that are just variants. But that's always been the way. Back in the 90s even, Magic had Spellfire, Wyvern, Rage, Vampire the Masquerade, and that's just the ones off the top of my head. Wasn't Vampire the Masquerade like a D&D &D variant? Oh, that was the role-playing game. There was the card game version, the same as Rage, because Rage was based on Werewolf the Apocalypse. Yeah, we also had, what, Star Ooh. Wars? There's a one with the Lord Wild the West, too. God, there were a lot. There's variants. always a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. Historically, these games have always existed in high numbers. Spoils. Oh, I forgot that. that one even existed. That was like the crypto of PCGs. <laughs> I went all in on that too. Oh my God. I enjoyed Marvel DC. That was good. That was like cause... the crypto of TCGs <laughs> to the point they were even advertising it like, you'll play tournaments on a boat with hot chicks. That's why I went all oh, in. Oh man. I literally went all in because of how easy it was to chicks. get to the boat. <laughs> play tournaments on a boat with hot chicks and win a million dollars. And all these cards are going to be like Black Lotus. Yeah, I mean, if you're already halfway decent at Magic, Every time a variant comes out, you're like, I could just be the best at this game because there aren't that many people that are going to know how to play it, except you play Magic, so you understand resources. But then you've got to do it. <laughs> then you have to actually play it. Yeah. Nothing against the other games or anything like that. Just, I, I, got, in, I got in early on Magic. I'm, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> you don't want to get in on Flesh and Blood? They're roughly at their revised period. They're yeah. past Alpha I've Beta now. I've actually heard it's pretty dope, but... Yeah, like I, magic's enough. I'm not. I'm not in the. Ooh, I love going to tournaments thing anymore. I'm not every weekend. Is yeah, practice playing this, run the pro tour. Like that's, if there was a, if there was a pro tour qualifier here in town, I'd hit it up. But even driving an hour for that, I'm kind of like, ah, it's probably something I wouldn't do. I guess magic is to us what cribbage is to boomers. A really delightful way to pass some time. I like cribbage. Why? <laughs> I, you know, when there's cribbage, I just prefer to eat the corned beef and maybe I'll have a little, but... I, <laughs> Gambling on it's I've fun. always kind of found it overrated, personally. Okay. Like, just, just what Irish people did instead of consuming protein. I mean, do you, do you think there is uh, a reason to go after building these variants? Because we keep seeing pro players do that. Do you think there's enough financial gain and just cr gain in creating something of that nature? I don't know enough about it to speak 
like with, with any sort of sense on it. I would say no, because most of them are going to fail. But so if you're just trying to not be successful, but to make money, like raise the capital, create your game, roll the dice if it goes. Yes, I think that that's viable to do. I just don't think that most of them are going to pan out to be, this is what makes you rich or this is what makes you have the rest of your career. It might be used as a stepping stone to something else. This also seems sense. like a poor time to be coming out with new games. Pourquoi? We had the whole lockdown period where people were super hot on collectibles, on TCGs, on board hmm. games, on all the, you know, the staying indoors shit because you, you can't just watch TV the whole fucking time. Oof. And Half of America disagreed with you. Fair yeah, they were already doing it, you know. Right. They, they, they hardly know anything fucking changed except for like you got to wear a mask in the past. But um, I had so many more people watching shows. It doesn't seem with me. like the vibe anymore that, that people are trying to look for more ways to stay in. Mm. We've all gotten really good at that. You know, if, if anything, it seems like the, the urge is to do the opposite. Break free Shawshank style from the apartment. It's also the beginning of March. Like the madness has begun. Yes. It's, 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 it's about to get, it's about to get fucking drunk out there. You know, it's, it's going to get warm after that and become grill o'clock. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, collectability of things is already down a lot since the pandemic. We've got, uh, I've heard about Funko pops, $30 million landfill. What? Yeah. Funko pop had to announce that they did cost factoring, you know, that good old thing. And, $30 million worth their stuff is more, they will lose less money by throwing that away into a landfill than they will trying to continue to store and sell it because every, because purchases are so far down now that the pandemic and things are burn over. Some Funko coins. Yep. $30 million in Funkos are just being thrown away. For real dude. I was just, I was just at like a comic con in town here, like a small scale one. Yeah. And there, there were multiple vendors <laughs> set up that had all of these Funko Pops that were like, oh, that's cool. I'm not fucking spending $50 on this shit, though. <laughs> and I didn't see a single one move. I was there Ooh. for like an hour and a half. I didn't see anybody buy any of them. Uh -huh. um, they, they, they were just a whole lot of like, ooh, yeah, that's cool. I'd, 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 Captain Rex would be interesting if it were like five bucks instead of 70. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's the issue is that it's gotten too expensive. Now, if you created a free card game-like thing to play on the internet, just entirely there, and it had competitive measures and was simple enough to get into, and I think that'd be a fine thing to give it a, to roll the dice on if you've got the backing to uh, at least get to the first stage of creating it and putting it out. Wouldn't that just be Hearthstone, though? Yep, that would be. That's right. my point. Yeah, there's way too many variants like that already. That, that was like the, the super simple magic variant where they get rid of mana screw and... Yep. All kinds of variants in that degree and change just enough while leaving it mostly the same. Yeah, I mean, trying to build something like that feels like a more complex version of just trying to become a content creator. See, the weird thing, though, is that to well, the extent that there try that either. are unique <laughs> mechanics in these new games that are based off of the Magic the Gathering skeleton, mm. Wizards just rips off their mechanics. True. They basically just get a free look at what they should grab for the next set. Or like, I guess I'm, I'm taking that on the word from people who actually play these other games where various abilities have showed up in magic. Like, oh, that's just, you know, whatever from Hearthstone or something. Right. Like, I'm glad I never played it now. <laughs> you Rage, and, Rage anyway. and Vampire, those old games from the 90s, literally had the vampires and werewolf cards have flip sides for their different things. Oh, no for, shit. For yep. the phases of the moon and stuff like Yeah. So it's, I'm not saying Wizards pulled it directly from there, but I mean, it's a good idea. 
there's a whole <laughs> lot of stuff you can pull from if you want to, <laughs> because these variants keep showing up and giving us new keywords. You can pull yourself off all over the place. Thanks yeah. for your idea. <laughs> so possibly worth it if you have financial backing, but like if you're going to dump a million dollars, don't do it that way. Probably if you have a million dollars to play around with, you're listening do whatever to you the want dark stream podcast for financial <laughs> advice. <with> yeah. <laughs> um, our average viewers income is high. I've heard. If I had a million dollars, I would I think our average listener is high. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope they all enjoy the death sticks. Why you fools? <laughs> Why you fools? God, how high was Gandalf the entire fucking movie? Dude. I did not <laughs> realize that. Gandalf the Grey is really Gandalf the Green. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. He was so stoned the whole movie. It was wild. That's what he does. He, as, he, he smokes up. I'm just saying, as a kid, none of that ever crossed my mind. Even as a teenager, I never thought about well, that. Because he comes back as Gandalf the White. And by the time, then he's like, he's not smoking as much weed. He's just like a little bit and he's on Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of is, isn't he? Yeah. Goes from being that real chill, real chill dude with way too many fireworks for a weird reason. And. Not a weird reason. It's a very good reason. It's an awesome reason. Fucking partying with hobbits. Yeah. Like <laughs> hobbits like fireworks. Fireworks are cool anyway. Yeah, that, that's and an amazing party at the beginning of Fellowship. I wish I could go to fucking Bilbo's 111st birthday. Yeah. <laughs> the food looks great. The drinks look great. You know, the fucking fireworks. People smoking are, dope with a fun. <laughs> I mean, I think the most appealing thing about it for me would be how much taller I am than everybody. Of course you're going. <laughs> like I would be so many feet taller. It would feel amazing. Not Gandalf. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I guess he and I are going to get into a drunken brawl then. It's not going to go well for you. No, yeah, that's, that's, no, it definitely isn't. But given tendencies. You, it actually, it wouldn't go that bad because he'd probably just like smack you with his staff and make you wash a bunch of dishes. This is this is why you couldn't visit the Shire because you would get into a drunken brawl. They don't do that. They don't. They don't. <laughs> it's not, that's Bree. That's like mixed towns. The Shire, everyone's just like drunk, stoned, and happy. I don't know that I'd get into a drunken brawl there just with like a hobbit, but I, I feel like I would get drunk and accidentally kick one like right in the teeth on accident, just like walking, you know? And that would How get short me banned. Do you think they are? I don't know, man. Dude, but that like, would get you fucked up. Hobbits are so lethal. I mean, we did they see them. They don't look like they're lethal, but they like they only took one to fucking take down Smaug ultimately. Don't forget how remarkably agile they are, even the ones with guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You raise a good point. They did sack up real fucking hard that entire first movie, Fellowship. Like every single just time. Jumping just straight on that cave troll, man. They would not hesitate to fuck you up. Yeah. No you fighting experience party, either. Like, everyone, you just swarmed. You would, you would be buried beneath a swarm of hobbits. It was like three armed civilians and then five like veterans going into that battle and the civilians went nuts. by the Sackville Bagginses. Oh. <laughs> Horrible. They'd be taking you straight to Sackville. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe you like them apples. How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm still excited for the Lord of the Rings to come to Magic and I'm waiting for more spoilers. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be great for vintage. Have there Ever been any spoilers for that yet? Just some. Not, a, not just not some. Fully. So, yes. Yeah, <laughs> what's. what's is anything cool? We've we've just got spoilers of just some things that will appear in it. Like we know that you'll have some 
Bombadil. specific cards. They, or just some teasers, though. Yeah, it's nothing that... Not like, here's a card, here's its text. No, 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 we don't have that yet. At least Bombadil. I know. We don't have specific cards, and we still don't even know how, at least as well as I know, how big the set is, just that it is going to be a fully draftable by itself set. It's going to be like Modern Horizons, but for Lord of the Rings. How, what if this is like like a 500-card thing? I don't know, but I they said know. it's going to, yeah. like the power level is going to be modern, which means we're going to get some shit for vintage. I'm Ooh. very excited about that. <laughs> we will have Lord of the Rings staples in vintage, but in all likelihood. I so. I want to kill people with Gollum. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so fucking Doomsday. hoping. Nope, no more Shieldred Wincon. Gollum. I just want them to print some wild ass shit. That's that's all I'm hoping for. I don't know. Vintage getting more shit feels awesome. It's been amazing to be a vintage player for like the last year and a half, two years. They just keep coming out with cool shit on accident for us. Yeah, what ruins other formats benefits vintage. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost impossible to ruin vintage. It, yeah. It's, it's been uh, blown wide open, so to speak, for a long time. So if you can even compete in that. You've got a, a new deck emerged. White Initiative. Yeah. Several months in, a splinter deck of White Initiative emerged. It's Tinker Initiative. Both of them are still being played today. Both of them still competitive. Neither, neither replaced in all the rest of the decks in the format. Still there. Still there. <laughs> yeah. Slowly but surely, different staples have... Like, there's always different bizarre variants. There used to just be Dredge. And now there's like four fucking variants for it as they keep printing new cards that come up, come up with different interactions. So speaking of new cards and interactions, yes. have either of you looked at the, I think it's Phyrexia Alchemy set. So Phyrexia Spoiled, whatever the hell it's called. No. No, the, I noticed when I logged into Arena, they gave me some free packs from it. And yep. I opened it to advance my way towards wild cards. <laughs> Same and, and just moved on with my day. I bring it up because they put a new card in there that's Birthing Pod. Oh, yeah, you were, you were telling me about this. One green, two colorless artifact. One green and two and tap. Sacrifice a creature. Search your library for a creature with converted mana cost plus one of that one. Put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. It's just birthing pod with no Phyrexian mana in it. And randomness, because seek. It's not seek, it's search. Gentleman's bet? Yeah, sure. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find this real quick. Keep going. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. Let the record reflect they touched penises. Yep, it, well, it was it was only tip to tip. Yeah, that's the important part. Just the tip. Just the tip. Mine went inside. Just the sticky Just, tip. Uh, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm pulling up See, the card now. I win. Oh, that's why. Okay, that card sucks then. Yeah, it's, that, that I was is. excited for all of. I saw that, and I think that I might have had some death sticks. Fair enough. <laughs> that's an easy one to just wish back into existence. It was so much fun. Well, look, round it made one. sense to me to be like, yeah. Let's just bring it back. There's no crazy persist combos. There's none alchemy of the loop ups. Alchemy officially sucks 5% more. Yeah, I didn't think that alchemy could suddenly get worse, but it's like... pod. They did cock tease us some fucking More pod. like abortion pod. Hey, wizards, here's what you need to know. If you stopped printing alchemy or creating alchemy right now and then took away all the alchemy cards that exist, everyone would be happy. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, you're you think not there's wrong. somebody out there that is just like all about alchemy that would freak the fuck out? There's got to be someone. There's definitely someone, yeah. I've seen a few people start to defend alchemy. They get shut down pretty hard, but it means there are alchemy apologists out there. I'll play alchemy. I'll have fun playing some alchemy, but that's just because I don't feel like playing the other formats at that moment. <sighs> and I'll play it for like a day. The thing is, two. I might even give it a chance from time to time, except there's already so many goddamn cards I have to read anyway. 
Well, remember they every rotate out. Every fucking set comes out and it's got like a million lines of text on every card, just in the standard cards. That, that, that part's worse. They don't have to follow print rules. Right. You can yeah, extend this it even actually further. Six cards. I'm not. No, yep. I, I quit reading, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's what I hate is that I gave up reading alchemy. I could still deal with if they wanted to experiment with this, but it bleeds into historic. <laughs> yeah. That is really the biggest. Alchemy rotates it, in yes. new sets and stuff so that it doesn't get stagnant. So that's cool. Rather than they print the overly powerful card that's just too much there and good, it's gone in a few months. But no, no. Every time I see somebody praising alchemy, it's because they have a deck with eight alchemy mythic rare staples that are busted. And then basically the rest of a normal standard deck. And they're like, you just can't lose. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Those four to eight cards are really fucking insanely disturbingly broken what is it the cruci whatever the fuck it is i don't know what any of them are that's Although, not but i believe that's rotated out of why would you care it's how broken they are now. given how much you love vintage because it's just gross i don't know vintage is elegant and beautiful to me it has <laughs> it's aged well you know like it started at the beginning and it aged all the way and like alchemy is an abortion compared to that alchemy alchemy vintage is like a fine milf no, yeah. I, I would like Alchemy if they just got rid of some of the cards that can't see actual printing. I don't want to see cards that can only exist digitally. Yes. I, I mean, I agree. Unless we get rid of all paper. If we get rid of all paper, yeah, go go hog wild. I'm down for it. Uh, I straight up don't mind the digital cards. I for, fuck, for all I know, I would like Alchemy. It's just kind of a similar problem with a lot of things about the game. Is like they're making too much shit. I can't keep up with it. Yeah, I'm not going to try and keep up with it. I'll play... Play, play me some fucking drafts and every once in a while dip my toe into standard and every once in a while what's the explorer yeah yeah explorer's good shit are you guys playing in the uh, qualifier tomorrow the play in no there's what's the, the format I know about it. standard best of three no I don't do those I don't mm -hmm. do things I, if it was historic like or explorer I would next month's explorer then I'll probably be playing next month oh yeah <laughs> explore is a ton of fun I'm gonna get into that uh, hell the grease fang lists are now apparently using vessel of nascency yeah, I hear that in explorer you can play black decks that don't even have invoke despair <laughs> yep although many of them now have one or two on the sideboard but yeah well that's because they, every black deck is running uh, Nykthos yeah everything's gotten a little gross lately if it's a monocolor it has Nykthos in it that's just how it is oh right that's why I haven't touched explorer in a while Nykthos came out and it just fucked up my mid-range paradise. <laughs> yeah, the Like the only deck I care about playing is totally obsoleted while Nykthos is around. Even I, in Historic, I love doing the, the green Nykthos deck and just be like, oh, look, I'm against red-black. Oh, I win. <laughs> That's why right now if I'm playing Explorer, I'm just on Mono Blue Spirits, you know? Like its worst matchup was Rakdos. Oh, did Mono Blue Spirits adapt Nykthos or did it still not run it? Depends on the build, but mostly okay. no. Okay. Mostly it's still just low to the ground spirits that fucks up mono green devotion and has a pretty good matchup against a lot of the format or at least decent game in every scenario, except for Rakdos where it's an absolute. I just, mess. I didn't know if they were cutting a cup, uh, adding a, a slot as a spell slot and cutting one of the, the snow lands that animate the four, three or whatever that is so that they could gain more of the uh, spectral guy that has the, it's not kicker, but it's when it comes into play, you pay extra and does the effect over and over again. Yeah, I know what you're I talking about. Phases shit. Yeah, it's not even that great. It, it's pretty good in spirits though, because it lets you alpha strike crazy levels. Yeah, you can phase. Well, can you hit their creatures? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's worthwhile when you hit it for like six or seven. Yeah, or three or four. That's usually enough to go in the game when you're all flying. 
I suppose. Granted, it's very rare that I would find myself in that board state. I think most of the time I'd rather have the faceless haven. It's rare to get a buildup and not be too far. You know what I mean? Like mono blue spirits snowball so hard. It's rare that it's dead even at the end. It's usually like you snowballed them the fuck out or you got rolled. I don't know. I didn't really have much fun playing it. <laughs> fair. Fair. Why, why play that and explore when I can go play angels? You know, I've started to notice that like the most exciting thing about magic is what's coming out next. Not even the formats created by the new cards. <laughs> I, I don't know. Standard is probably the healthiest I've seen it in a while. It's I think I think it's exciting when the new set's coming. That's right. It probably is more exciting. There's a few weeks of play where the excitement might gain over the waiting one. I mean, but Standard has over 10 tier 1 archetypes right now, and there's so much room to brew around with shit. Like, I've seen eight different builds of Jund this week alone, and it's been wild to watch the differences. Yeah, Standard could be good right now. I played a little bit. It seemed fun. But I mean, like, the exciting thing about this game... Mm-hmm. The, the consistently exciting thing about this game is like, what? what's the next, what, what's next? What's the next set? Like, what is it going to do to change the monotony of what we have been doing? Because sure, there's a lot of decks in standard, but well, the next, fundamentally a lot of them are playing Invoke Despair. What's Cardboard Crack? When's the next hit coming? There are a lot of decks in Historic, more than standard, I'd wager. And uh, so let's just go there. I'm going to reapply your logic. <laughs> Oh, I want to buy some death sticks. I don't know. Standard's in a great place from what I can tell. I wish it had a little bit more combo, but it has three or four different aggro archetypes that are viable. It's got a couple of control decks that work, and it's got like seven to 12 mid-range builds. And then there's like three tempo decks. Uh, Esper Legends is like coming up real hard right now. And that's been fascinating to see. <coughs> I, I didn't think this deck was going to be tier one, but people keep designing it and redesigning it. And the, the new builds uh, that so are what's featuring... In it? What's in it? Well, they feature four make disappear now. That's the big shift as they just started running some counter spells. Or you spells. can run Knight of the New Guardian or something in that slot. Knight of what? There's a one white, one colorless creature has enlist, and it used to be in that. That's a fight with that. Knight of the Museum too. Guardian of New Benalia. Is that it? Okay. And no, they don't run that. Yeah, okay. I'll pull up another list that they did. I've been talking about this with someone, so. There. Okay. But not the second place list at the Champions Cup in Japan well, that I, everybody's I been on. <laughs> I know. But the, the Champions uh, Cup in Japan queues somebody for the world. So it's like their own private pro tour. And that's really, fine. They have their own private metagame. It's wild, though. It's so much fun. Like the Grixis decks in America, I guess, or the rest of the world, if we're talking MTGA, focus on like Siphon Insight, but if you go to the Jap Japanese Cup, they're are all the way back to Leer now so that they can win the mirror matches by casting eight Invoke Despairs. Hasn't that been like a classic thing of magic? Okay, uh, the format, we really need to figure out the next big thing. We've got PTQs coming up here. Yo, yo, who's got access to the newest uh, list from Japan from their tournament since they're a few hours ahead? Yeah. And you had a brand new deck for the day that no one had seen. Yeah, I still remember the uh, Affinity deck that ran four Tarmogoyf and four Sunbeam Spellbomb. That deck was Oof. fucking sweet. It was not a good affinity list, but it was so good at being half of an affinity list and half of I don't lose to burn and Tarmogoyf's real hard to kill. I've got the uh, list up here for it too. For that uh, Esper Legends things. Yeah. Got Thalia and Screv and Adeline and Lauren and the yep. Raven Man. Yep. Gix. Yep. Shieldred. Yep. Denik. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Radabrick? Radadrabic. Radadrabic. I don't know Radagast. that. Radagast. 
Uh, Rana Dravik's amazing. It's a 3-3 ward, 2 vigilance, for and uh, 2 black and a white. It's how you cast. And whenever another legendary creature dies, you create a 2-2 copy of that creature. Interesting. So you can have, like, they kill your shieldred, will rat us out. You just get a 2-2 shieldred with all the same abilities. Oh, cool. So if they wrath your board, you get all your legends back oh, as 2-2s. Okay. That's also got Edgar, Charmed, and uh, Urti Resurrected. Refiends, of course. Here's another one. Tula's Clever Conductor? Not familiar with that one. Uh, it is a 3-1 for 3 mana. It's got variable mana, like blue, white, black, white, and a blue. And that's how you cast. So 3 okay. mana, 3-1. It connives, and whenever any card is discarded, it goes under it. And when it dies, you get them all oh, back okay. to your no, hand. I know what that card is. I just didn't know the name. What makes this really good is a sneaky little trick, because they run 27 lands in these decks, uh, because 3 are Aganjos, 3 are uh, Atawaras. There's so many legends, you're casting these things for 1 mana. But more importantly, when you cast them uh, as the spell version, it discards them, so it goes under Toulouse. So when Toulouse dies, you get the lands back to do it again. Oh, that's funny. It's got a lot of little interactions like that that give you... Uh, it's very much a tempo deck. Some of them curve out at like 4 with Urtis and Shieldred. Some of them end the curve at 5 with Ao. But it's very much a tempo Ayo. deck. The, the big difference I'm Ayo. seeing is now they're starting to cut a few of the more erroneous legends, like extra copies of Raven Man and shit which were there previously to just kind of fill up the curve with more legends that happen to have effects that are sometimes useful. Well, I mean, Raven Man seems pretty big, especially if this is gaining, because that means everyone's discarding, so you're just generating 2-2 two, two flyers every single turn. 1-1s, one, you mean? Oh, they're 1-1s? One, I thought they were 2-2s. Two, 1-1s one, that can't block. I thought they were 2-2s two, that couldn't block. That sucks. No, it's I'm not I'm great. less excited about Raven Man. Right, so I cut, I cut that out of the list that I've been running and ended up with Make Disappears because the same logic from World still applies. Um, where they were trying to figure out what, how do you break serve between Esper and Grixis, the answer was make disappear to make sure their three drop doesn't resolve because nothing you can cast at two is good enough. Like Fable and Wedding Announcement right, are just too good. Mm -hmm. Right. So the same logic you just apply with Esper Legends as a tempo deck, and if you're on the draw, now you actually have a way to get back in by breaking serve, where previously there were many scenarios where you just couldn't break serve, and you were just behind as a tempo deck, which never fucking worked. Never return to the baiting days. He cast this spell. Is that the one he wanted to cast, or is this a head fake to get me to use my counter? Oh, what do I do? That's when I love magic the most. When it's baiting? <laughs> yeah. When a master baits. <laughs> you really wanted to say that. I could I could sense. So, so yes. In in uh the early two thousands when the, the prequels were coming out. Yeah. There were a bunch of comic books in support of the prequels. Sure. And one of the comic writers was getting really frustrated that the editors kept changing all the characters to Jedi Masters. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, they, it, I don't know, it made him seem more powerful if they're all Jedi Masters. Like, you can't, damn it. Perfect. Right, he's like, are there even any Jedi Knights in this universe? So uh, the trick he pulled is he created a character called, I don't remember the first name, let's just say Dave. Dave Beatty's Jedi, Jedi Knight. And Ready the, for it? <laughs> yeah. The editors changed him to a master. So in, in the comic, it was Master Beatties. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Fucking perfect. I didn't write it this way. They did. Right. Fucking perfect. It's such a great trap. <laughs> I love it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Viva la death sticks. <laughs> oh my. You doing well? You doing, you doing? <laughs> you want to play some, play some magic? You going to play some, some cards? No, but I, I'm out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a question for you. Sure. Any exciting new decks and vintage you want to try out? Like any new ideas that have popped into your head that just, you're oh, like, yeah. man, I've, Oh yeah, Mercurial Spelldancer. I want to play the fuck out of that card. Is that the oil counter one? Yeah. Okay. The two one unblockable Merfolk for one and a blue, and you get oil counters when it hits, and then you get to remove them to copy your next instant or sorcery. I've seen multiple lists playing a playset of that. That demonic tutor, uh, they they do it with like demonic tutor to double tutor to then grab like time walk and ancestral or shit, or just grab time vault plus manifold key off of the demonic tutors. It's wild, man. I've wanted to play with this card for a minute. For those out there, it attacks and can't be blocked and needs to hit them. Is it three times or twice to have enough counters to do it? Honest to God, I couldn't tell you. I can't, I, it's two or three oil counters is what it gets. So each time it attacks, hits the opponent, you get one of those. So you're probably not winning the game off its back alone. You're just probably grabbing your combo pieces or something. Yeah, it just sets up a lot of scenarios where it's like but, kill this or things start to get out of control really quickly. Yeah, it is nice to put in that extra. That's what the uh, white-blue initiatives plan is there is, all right, if we stick this Here's a quick clock on you. Turn one, two, or three. I've put a clock on you that just wins the game by itself. But now if you try to deal with it, I've also got a combo that wins out of nowhere. Haha. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the idea of trying that in a Tinker deck. Yes. And that's uh, Blue Black Tinker is the first deck I've seen with it. It looks interesting. Outside of that, I don't know, man. I'm waiting to see the Lord of the Rings shit, really. Okay. <laughs> that's that's going <laughs> to be the your, big one. It's your next big. So not until the fall will you be really thinking vintage. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good because the gentleman's cube will be starting to peek its head around the corner at that point. That's all right. We'll have we'll have secretly mastered Doomsday by then. Oh my god! Nobody masters Doomsday. If I lose the oh fuck, <laughs> uh, no, I've second place twice. It's what, time. What would for you the rather trophy. lose to? Me playing Doomsday or me playing Shops? Doomsday. <laughs> One thousand percent not that stupid Shops list again. God damn! I forgot how annoying Tanglewire was. You're refining Shops even more. <laughs> I just I forgot how annoying Tangle Wire is until I played against it when he put it in the goddamn list and I was oh this shit again. Yeah, speaking of breaking serve, that card's so good on the draw. Yeah, it really lets you play catch up efficiently. Yep. There's a few scenarios where it's kind of meh, but not many. In, in that deck, because it's a turn one and turn two play, so it's just up. Oh, I got your turns back, and actually I'm probably ahead now. Sorry. <laughs> it, it made aggro shops a nightmare matchup. And hell, the deck that's supposed to be able to put it in check is Dredge. And uh, that didn't fucking work. Twice. You were my only loss in Vintage. Twice. <laughs> that's because I uh, I planned appropriately by playing Shadow Spear, which every one of those should have been doing anyway. I think everyone just forgot that it only costs one. I, yeah, it's wild to me how efficient that card is and that everybody's been playing, was it, Ginger Brute yeah, instead it's of like, Shadow uh, Spear. Yeah, it's just, um, like that's an unforgivable level of mistake well, in text building. It's because people are focusing on Ravager too, and it's Ravager is not where you want to be. Are motherfuckers still playing Ravager in yes, that deck? They yeah. are. No, 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 we, no, no, no. We have, I think, one of the most ideal possible lists for aggro <laughs> workshops, and nobody's even close to it. It's wild to me. Every list I see is just more Ravager. I've still seen Ginger Brutes pop up, Fleet Wheel Cruisers, and I'm. Yeah, the Fleet, fleet Wheel. wheel. Cruisers. I, I do end up seeing that one. It's in it's an interesting thing. I haven't given it its due in enough testing, but it. It's just, man, why do I want to pay four for a 5-3? They feel really but they're terrible. they're playing it instead are of go, like, Are we going all the way back in, in the universe and time <laughs> is cyclical and what we now it's just Juggernaut. We just want Juggernaut. But here's the thing. You have Traxos and they're like, nah, Fleet Wheel Cruiser. It has haste. 
No, that's a good reason. It, had, it has haste. It's an okay reason. I wouldn't call it a good one. That cannot be a card good enough for vintage. It just cannot. Right. I don't it, know. I don't think it is. I think it's just one that people were choosing because they were thinking five damage. Clock. Oh, turn one, sick. Yeah, they're like, I'll have four mana. Of course I'll have four mana because, you know. Okay, okay. So <laughs> if I'm fucking with Mercurial Spell Dancer, yes. what are you messing with next? Oh, the, ne the next thing I want to touch on, uh, I, I want to go weird. I want to see if there's finally an Infect deck. In this Ooh. I, I don't know if, it, if Rot Priest is going to be the tipping point where an actual Infect deck could come, but... Is Blazing Shoal still restricted? I believe that's banned. No, it's not banned. It's it, vintage. There's banned cards. Shahrazad's banned. Shoal is not banned. <laughs> the only cards in vintage that are banned are, yeah, like Shahrazad. Anti cards. Okay. <laughs> Chaos Orb. Then, yes, I have a feeling that Shoal is on the restricted list. Which would make sense because that Glistener Elf deck was turn two winning, what was it, 67% of the time? Well, I mean, turn one, infect, turn two, plus 10, plus 10 power because he threw away, what is it, Proteus or something? Progenitus. Progenitus. Yeah. Well, I remember Karsten put together an, an article on it and he did the math on like how consistently with that infect <laughs> deck you could win on turn two. And I think Wizards read the article, then watched the pro tour that was all infect in the top eight and go, ah, fuck, ban. All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to actually look right now because I don't know. I got to know now. I know Maybe it's that. not even restricted. Maybe it's just, it's not good enough. Is that why it took so long with Oko? Because they were playing fuck, Mary ban. <laughs> Seems to be a popular game there. <laughs> Fuck restrict band, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Now there's there's a, a sub game for a short like restrict ban or something else. When you, oh, there's a lot of games for subs. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's why we keep hunting for them. Good old subs. That's they're everywhere. Come on, what are you talking about? I know, but why does YouTube give us only so many? <laughs> I know there's more subs out there than what YouTube says there are. Maybe you're on the wrong uh, video platform, you know? <laughs> you're right. Take it to RedTube. The other tube. Does that even exist anymore? I don't know. I haven't looked in a long time. I think the last time I looked for porn sites was when I blew up a computer with porn again. You know? Gave it the good old well, that, days. That doesn't give me any idea. That could have been yesterday. Oh, no, no, no. That's, Last week, huh? It, it's before robot phones. Because once you had robot phones, you're like, well, it's probably not going to get wrecked. And if it does, I was going to replace it in a few years anyway. So, you know, whatever. And I have to have my phone. I can't just excuse this like a laptop and be like, maybe later I'll replace it. No, you have to have it. Blazing Shoal is not even on the restricted list. Ooh. Want, want to build a toxic deck? I'm, I'm going to. I'm considering like that's. That seems interesting. There's like, I'm building an infect deck and I'm throwing in rot themselves. Yeah, it's just infect with the rot priest thrown in because now I get extra triggers. Yeah. That's that's the whole plan. Well, if you shoal something with rot priest, you still get triggers from that too. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you don't do, but you don't kill them that turn. You'd have to have infect to actually kill them with that combo. Yeah. But there's gonna be infect in there too. I know. But if you just had rot priest though, you would not win. No important distinction between the toxic and infect because toxic is not broken <laughs> rot priest is still the only way to get a turn three win in standard right now a triple <laughs> rot priest double tiver stand hand with the three forests will get there 
I was like, Red doesn't have a turn three ultimate hand win anymore? No, That's sad. No, not even close. Wow. They don't even have a turn four win. Oh, yeah, there's, they have plenty of turn four wins. I don't think so. It's been a long, long fall for Member Cleave. Yeah. We're on Thundering Raiju is the best thing you can do in red. That is literally the best top end in red Oof. right now. I'm Oof. not saying it's terrible, but no, it, it's fine. But it feels like when Hellrider was the best thing to do with red. You know what I mean? It's just okay. It's not cleave-like where you just believe in the cleave and get there. See, Hellrider, at least, nothing had to connect. True, true. You could just go wide. They could have as many blockers as they want. You're getting that damage. Yeah, you could do the Suicide Bomber run right through. I yeah. have played against a few red decks that have that enchantment that just adds one to the red damage. Oh, Mechanized Warfare. Yeah, and I played against a, a red deck that had that, but they also had um, the red creature that you can like pay Phyrexian mana or and discard two cards to give it indestructible. And it doubles red damage. Yeah, the new uh, Dominus. The red Dominus. So they had that shit going against me, and then they hit me with uh, like a lightning strike. something. Yeah, lightning strike. And then Arena gave me the choice <laughs> of whether to take an extra one or double it. Really? Mm, yeah, what that was absolutely wrong. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> If you're listening to this and playing in the qualifier, maybe don't do both of those cards yeah, in the maybe, same yeah. deck. <laughs> it was, it was, it felt, because I was at six too. Oh. And like, it would have done it and I was like, oh man, they're going to be really upset when I play <laughs> have a deal seven, four. seven life linker next turn. <laughs> when I take four, go to two and stabilize. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of taking eight. <laughs> I counted up real quick. It'll be easy to do 20 damage with red on turn four. Really? Can you do it on turn three? No, turn three you can't. If you have triple Swift Spear, triple play with fire? Swift Spear, I mean, okay, let's see. So Swift Spear, turn one, there's one damage. Turn two, you're casting a second uh, second one of those, right? Or you're casting, casting two the other more. two. Okay, yep. so you're doing three. So you've done four, they're at 16. Right. Uh, turn three, 16, minus three more, so 13, and three play for fires. Uh, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yes, that'll do it. So there's a turn three win. You can turn three. All right. There you go. Triple six, Swift Spear, triple play with fire, five, zero interaction. That's we'll get there, yep, boys. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> I believe that they will be playing tap lands for two turns and we're on the play. Also, no cut down. <laughs> also, we got draw. Well, no, you're just drawing one hand in your opener and you just know the next two draws are lands. Perfectly curved. You know, that's the, that's the way to do it. That's how you play magic, right? You just keep one land because you know the next cards will be land until you don't need them. Something, something, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Man, cut down, cut down. It's so effective against those red decks, though. It is. It is. Every deck I know is running four copies if they have access to black, which pretty much everybody in the mid-range game is playing black as a base. That's why with red, you can skip your turn one plays a lot of the time, and then you can strategically use Kumano to make your first hit too big. Felden. It's always fucking Felden. <laughs> Kamano turn one, three three Felden turn two. You sit there with a cut down and your dick in your hand. I've I've had multiple times now where I get to uh, exile their turn one Kamano. Really? Yeah, over huh. and over. It's great. Doing what are we exiling with? The domain enchantment, the domain oblivion ring. Oh, touch of the spirit realm. One that's white and five. Yeah. Oh, leyline binding. Sorry, you're talking yeah. to Traxa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's fun. 
<laughs> so many times I've gotten to do that where they play that turn one and I just take one and then exile it. I fixed the Attracted Domain deck by cutting all four of those Azusa cards and just playing Forko for the throat. <laughs> just four pieces of removal was better than Azusa. <laughs> that makes sense. Because what you wanted from Azusa was mostly to accelerate and to slow them down, and it did neither a lot of the time. That's right. <laughs> Although I, I have used it to kill Planeswalkers. Azusa. Fair. Fair. I don't know. Go for the throat's been real great at killing fucking Shieldred, which is what I needed to do nine out of ten times. Yeah, throat for the goat. <laughs> throat goats get rewarded. That's what I'm here to say. So when Shieldred gets throat, throat goaded, the goat. they give up on... And you see, leave. You see right. why Bing thinks we're obsessed with Shieldred jokes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Bing AI does think She's that. She's thick, though. But now that I'm, now that I'm saying she that... She old dread, though. <laughs> we're metaing it, though. We're talking about the AI, talking about the AI, the AIs that are interpreting us. So it's like, yeah. What? <laughs> what? It's okay. That's, that's all the further I was going with it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. No idea what that was, dear listener. Sorry about that. What if we're just like God's salt on a cosmic pretzel? He's going to eat us. Not enough death sticks or too many death sticks. I don't know which. I can't hardly wait. <laughs> that is a fucking throwback. Yeah. So <laughs> can't hardly wait. Uh, Seth Green looks like he's about 12 years old in that movie. <laughs> nice. And he, his character is that he's like, he doesn't want to graduate high school a virgin. And he goes to the party, he's got the backpack, and it's like full of condoms and lube and all this shit. Oh it's, it's, I think it was like the first teen movie, teen movie, you know? Like it, it, it's what set off American Pie and all that shit. Yeah, it's a movie that has all of the like basic stereotypes, but of the 90s. It's so old that the kid the nerd that proved himself cool did it by like lip syncing to a fucking guns and roses song. Yep. Wow. And like, yeah, all the, all the 18 year old chicks were like, yeah, that's what we're into is guns and roses. <laughs> let's, let's make sure we make this <laughs> that's clear. That's what makes the kitty purr. <laughs> this was, this was a movie when people didn't have cell phones because it was set in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, I think I watched it's a lot. The, the senior camp. party has a like live elementary band. Elementary school. It's yeah, it's way old. Yeah, it, it came out. I think nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine. Well, I know it's old. It's before my time. I have never even heard of this until now. Oh, it's it's funny as can be. Yeah, it's, I mean, you liked American <laughs> Pie, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's so better. this is like American Pie's grandpa. <laughs> Fair enough. Nobody fucks a pie, though. I'm guessing. No. 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 That's American that's Pie. That's what American Pie did differently. Filthy. That's how they yeah. broke new crust. <laughs> Broke new crust. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Can't hardly wait, despite a lot of things talking about fucking, is even kind of wholesome. Because dude, Desperate to Lose Virginity movie is always wholesome. I think it is, though. I like I remember it being put on at a summer camp yeah, I was at. It's this isn't because <laughs> yeah, he's uh, the, there's there's the there's the kids that are like trying so hard to get laid, but I don't think anyone actually has sex in that movie. Or maybe like one kid does. I don't remember. How could they all fail? <laughs> it's their graduation party. So it's. Yeah, the... it's just the first of these movies. Because oh, the kid God. that was super gung ho on getting laid that was played by Seth Green wound up like having a really good conversation with a girl instead. I mean, there'd been earlier movies oh. like this, like uh, okay. um, Porky's. Does... Porky's existed. 
oh, the right. 70s. But those were super raunch things that were titties out the whole time. And right. this had some drug use, but there's not, I don't think there's any nudity in it. So it shows drug use and they played them at school events. Fantastic. Well, this was the 90s. Everyone knew that drugs were a No, thing. I said a summer camp. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, fair enough. And it summer was like camp. a summer camp for bad kids. But like summer camps well, a lot we more lenient. We weren't supposed to know it, you know? <laughs> oh, where they're like, you just need to be with your own kind. No, but- <laughs> it was this program called United Action for Youth. Oh. And uh, I remember like I got, it was weird. No, 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 no. That was a different thing. Youth Leadership Program. Okay. Youth Leadership Program. And I, I remember I got put in it, but like I had just moved right? and I didn't even know that many people. And, and mostly like the principal was mad at me <laughs> because I used the word objectify in front of a room full of adults. And he was like, that's not a real word. That's just a cam word. And then they all looked really awkwardly because I was in the fourth <laughs> fucking grade. He was the principal of the school and objectify is a real fucking word as we all know. <laughs> and yeah, so like I, I wind up, in this, the, oh, you're a youth leader. You get to go to this camp. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. It's something to do. And I get there and I was like, oh, these are like all the bad kids. This is like, they're lying to us. This is bad kid camp. They're, they're just trying to keep us busy. <laughs> we want you to be youth leaders. <laughs> it worked though. I mean, like we all got to know each other and a lot of us banged each other over time. And uh, it, was a, it was a grand old time. But yeah, later we got online or somebody got online and found out that, that the hypothesis was correct. Is created to basically occupy the time of quote at risk youths, <laughs> but really it was just who who is inconvenient for you know the school people. See, I always love those because they they sent me to one at uh, Drake right freshman year because I like said sayonara to uh, Santwali Bakari who was doing you know his intro and midway through I'm like oh no I'm not doing this and I just got up and left which I think he was slightly offended by. And I went and drank and party, had a good time. And I ended up at a bar and he was for some reason at that bar, Dublin over by Drake. Right. And God damn, it like looks at me. I look at him. He's like, you better get out of here. And then I end up getting sent to one of those, uh, like, Oh, you're a problem kid at college camp things for like, you know, you know what I mean? Where they're like, Oh, you need to talk to each other and like be sober. And I just met all the best people. I don't to drink know what with. this is. This is fascinating. Dude, it was great. I met yeah, every any, hot girl that wanted to drink. Yeah. Any, any time, any time that it's ever like you, we need to just take all the kids who are misbehaving and put them in the same place. I'm and straighten them out. As long as it's not literally trying to convert them into being straight. Right. Um, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, they wanted so badly to get us to all stop being problems and quit drinking, and all of us just found out that we like drinking with each other and fuck it. Yeah, what did I do so wrong to not get invited to one of these things? This sounds like the tits. It was great. It's the <sighs> best version of a cop pulling you over. I think they just started inventing these social programs when I was the age to be passing through them. I think you barely missed. Okay, because I was like, yeah. man, all my professors knew that I drank. I invited many out to drink. Well, no, the, this was elementary school for me. I don't know well, why. Well, no, he was going with college where I'm referencing there. Elementary school, I know about the... Yeah, why? Why'd why you let him thing? give you detention in college? <laughs> well, that it was that or the cop got to actually charge me. Oh, it was one of those? Yeah. It was well, a good old white boy punishment? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, either you do this or you get charged with underage drinking. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to your Look, thing. You better go meet some really cool young women. Otherwise, uh, we might actually consider real consequences <laughs> someday. Oh, man, that backfired. I drank with all of those people for, well, until I got kicked out of Drake. So it was a good time, man. <laughs> Maybe they're hoping you'd become a cop. Oh, 
I mean, no, 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 no. It's like going to college is not that path. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they're like, trying to pull people out of college. There, there's, yeah. there's, there's some cops in some of the more populous towns, or like the ones with colleges that'll have college degrees. Not many. They, yeah. You remember like years ago when that uh, that thing came out where a guy wanted to be a cop and they wouldn't hire him because he IQ tested too high. Oh yeah. Wait, was and, that real? Yeah, this was real, and he sued oh, about man. it. He sued about it, and. Of course, this this was a rational basis test because it didn't trigger strict, strict scrutiny for like a fundamental right or something from the Constitution or like a protected oh, group. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, is there a rational basis for this law that the court can imagine? And they're like, yeah, because uh, the police department said why. We don't like hiring people that are too smart because they work here for a while, they don't like it, and then they go somewhere else. <laughs> and um, oh, we man. don't like that. The turnover rate's too high when they're smart, damn it. We yeah, need them they, to be they idiots. realize this is a bad place to be and they move on. And it held. And the court was like, yeah, that's legit. Um, you can <laughs> no. say no, no thanks, smarty pants. Get your book reading ass out of here <laughs> and uh, don't even shoot anyone on the way out. It's so insane. So insane. Uh, yes. So yeah, college is not a pathway to the police force. Oh, I saw the, uh, in fact, the internal investigation over in California. They have uh, mob deputy stuff going on, and the internal investigation got released on this after 85 witnesses and all of this testimony and all this shit. And apparently there's uh, a group of, like, gangbanger cops that get an executioner, uh, like a skeleton with a rifle uh, as a tattoo if they've, like, killed to show they're part of the gang. Yeah. And they were like, 50 plus people that had this tattoo yeah, and it, it can't be like a real, like you're supposed to kill him. It has to be a hit on somebody because you know, because you're a cop shit. and you can yeah. just do that. Yeah. Holy balls. Yeah. So a lot of people might be going to, hopefully are going to prison. Jesus. I hope so. I mean, this, like, I just kind of suspected this was the case the whole time. I forgot that they're like dumb enough to tattoo themselves with cop teardrops. Right. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, man. Those tattoos are going to oh. look so good on them in prison. Wow. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're in those shoes, I think you immediately go and get it, like, painted over with ink as fast as you can. Yeah, word gets around, though. <laughs> True. True. And it's not like everybody who you had to, I don't know, finagle the joining process with isn't going to know your name and use it to stay their sentences. Well, one of the first things that happens in uh, prison, apparently is that uh, they want to see your papers. They want to see your charging papers because and mostly they, they like want to fuck with the pedos and shit. Yeah. But like, yeah, if, if uh, apparently if you're not showing people your papers on the way and they just assume it's something real bad and fuck with you hard. Wild. So tattoo or not, they would know. Yeah. Oof. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't you know. You know, the same old shit for a while. Uh, yeah. And then new things. <laughs> no idea. I was but, trying to play connected dots in my head a second ago, and I'm like, nope, nope. Why I, even try? You know, just like, go with the flow. Just just follow it where, wherever it leads, the, the, the chaos. I was busy enjoying the fact that the music's playing in the background. felt like the Oscars music for us. <laughs> just like, get off the stage. <laughs> That's just wonderful. <laughs> 
That's enough about the environment, Leo. Oh, wouldn't that Your be a- girlfriend's getting too old as we speak. Great, great new show. We combine the Oscars with the old gong show. So that if people don't like someone's thing, they gong them off stage and they don't get the reward. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> what if they just have like a death metal band that just gets started? Uh-huh. You know, if the, the speech goes too long and <laughs> yeah, some insanely heavy band just starts playing. They just drop right into a breakdown or something. That would be also cool. Yeah, if I hear, and actually, you know, if they, that's, if they, if they had like mosh pits going at the Oscars, it would be acceptable for uh, the punching. True, true. And I then, mean, not like totally acceptable, but shit happens in the not, pit. Not like Will Smith punching Chris Rock acceptable, but I yeah. Mean. Can you imagine that? Like, there's moshing this year somehow because they're trying, and then like Will Smith just fucking tracks him down in the pit and like beats his ass for real and everyone's like shouldn't have been in the pit Chris it, it might happen cuz Chris Rock just made his career comeback Netflix stand up special about that he he spends part of like i think the end of it or close to the end just talking about that <laughs> i mean that's what he needed like, he, <laughs> yeah right revived before his he career got slapped he was in the middle of telling an incredibly boring joke yep <laughs> like that that joke was so mundane but like it was just like oh wives they suck. Like, Conspiracy, it was all a uh, plan between him and fuck. Will. <laughs> he and Will planned this all out because Will wanted to help his career. I mean, this, this, is, this is all a really big conspiracy. This is the one and thing that God. revived it. Minus the slap, I would have forgotten about him. And actually, I never would have heard he even hosted the Oscars, but right. for the slap. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I, I doubt that made him funny again. I, I don't think Will Smith just slapped the funny back into Chris Rock. Oh, God, no. I watched a little bit of the stand-up and turned it off. Like, it's not worth trying to find out the rest of this. No, he's, he was atrocious in that moment. It's just, it was an interesting moment. It was a really <laughs> funny moment, too, because, you know, Will Smith, Will Smith had kind of like a, a Captain America brand, you know? Yeah. Yes, he did. And uh, not no more. Even when he did Hitchcock, it was still, this is wholesome. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, sure, he's an alcoholic, but like, He's Not sad the about whole it. Time. Yeah, yeah, he's sad about it. He knows he shouldn't be. <laughs> he's he's just trying not to kill the woman he loves with his superpowers. God damn, that was great. <clears throat> was it? <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard at that movie. I was entertained by it. I can say that. Oh yeah, yeah. It came yeah. out a long time ago, and it's still <laughs> receiving mockery. It it, it, it validates its it gets existence. Some points. <laughs> yeah. Just like that, uh, oh, what was the Nicolas Cage movie, the new one? Not the Dracula one, the one before it. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Yeah. That's, that's just not, straight up a good movie. Yes, Great movie, but now that's become the big TikTok trend, is the moment where Nick Cage is looking over at uh, Pascal in the car, and Pascal looks back with that crazy smile. Oh, that's on everything. Yeah. It's on fucking <laughs> everything. Oh, my God. Good. More, more Nick Cage meme stuff is good. It actually makes me a little frustrated yeah. because it's getting used as a meme that tells me that almost nobody who uses that meme ever saw the movie. That's too bad. That movie's amazing. Right. You know, it's like, it's not like I, I'm like, you're a poser. It's just, that's a, it's such a fucking cool movie. Yeah, it really is. Meta. I expected that movie to be enjoyable. I didn't expect it to be so fucking fun. <laughs> it just made me appreciate Pedro Pascal even more, man. That's true. Dude's got such depth. He's going to get an Oscar one of these days. Don't bring him down with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> he keeps saving children. They're going to have to give him one eventually. He has a suit of Beskar armor. That is better than all the Oscars. <laughs> it's kind of like he has his own Oscar when he has all that armor on. He has a fucking baby Yoda rolling around with him. Fuck a statue. <laughs> Fair. Fair. And he's got two TV shows 
that are incredibly popular where he has to save a kid. Yeah, let's just go ahead and give Nick Cage a second Oscar. How about that? I think it's I think it's worth time. For that movie, I would actually give him one. Nick got his first Oscar so early, and he's done so much more. We didn't even know the the, the depths that he could go to. I guess we're still finding out. And we're still finding out. Please be he Ghost Rider. He hasn't showed up in like Marvel yet. Yeah, he please. hasn't showed up in DC yet. Please be Ghost Rider. He was Ghost Rider already, so but not the new Marvel. No, but I want him to like, like come MCU back. Like Marvel. That, yeah. would be, that would be dope. But like anything. I don't care. Just, just give him something to do. Yeah. Fuck, they got Bill Murray, man. Yeah. And that was a silly part. Mm-hmm. Sure. Anyone could have been that. <laughs> but Bill fucking Murray, man. Usually I cheer, but I wasn't cheering him there. It was There was nothing Bill Murray about him doing it. It was just... Well, he is an old, old man now. But he still does... There was, like, the really funny conversation of how, like, he was banging Janet for so long. And it was so obvious in front of... I, I can't remember Michael Douglas's character's name. Yeah. Like, original Ant-Man. Yeah. Mm. Pim, Hank Pym. <laughs> yeah. We're just, yeah, sitting there like uncomfortable, like, wait a minute, what was going on here? <laughs> but at the same time, he was like instantly cool with it. Mm-hmm. But like the dude was still throwing it in his face. I know. <laughs> I mean, he was just was like good trying to be because... as cool as he could. He was being cool about it. But like, yeah, the dude was like, that was a good way to define him as an asshole, actually. Yeah, it really was. Yep. And that was, that was neat. And I was, Bill Murray knocked that part there, but it was just that part in its whole, just, uh, I, I didn't care. It didn't didn't do anything for me. It well, did a lot for me because it was Bill Murray. Like I understand what you're saying of like he should do crazy Bill Murray things or something, but or at least the really snide sarcastic, like more, much more so. You know, sometimes Bill Murray uh, just 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 lays it down like Garfield. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if he'd been wearing a Garfield pin in that scene, I would have been totally behind it. Then that uh, would have changed everything. <laughs> It's nice to see him not be like a, a really depressed guy who watches birds while his wife cheats on him. <laughs> he spends a lot of time playing that character. That's true. Oof. Oof. Like one of the funniest people ever and movie after movie <laughs> watching birds, but knowing that his wife's getting railed. <laughs> I guess that's much like uh, Tom Hanks is always in a travel movie where he ends up getting lost or some terrible shit happens to him. He gets stranded. Some bullshit happens. I know. He goes over to, uh, what, Germany, and uh, he gets really lost there. Oh, well. oh yeah, that's, that's quite the misadventure. <laughs> forest, Vin Diesel gets shot in the head. Yeah, like really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. It's not Eastern Promises, so I'm not sure what we're talking about. Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. There we go. Oh, fuck yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, so quickly. I remember watching that movie, too, and I was like, oh, shit, Vin Diesel's going to fuck people up, and then he's just headshot dead, like, uh-oh. <laughs> I guess anything's possible. The stakes just went up. But he's a throwaway character. Uh-oh. Fuck. <laughs> it's all about Matt Damon. Yes, it is. Matt Damon. God, what a great movie, though. Mm. I believe that the, that family was based in Iowa. Is what the story is based on. No shit. I believe so. You remember the first time you saw that opening scene, though? The fucking storming the beach? That's oh, man. So that insane was insane and brutal. That was well done. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, didn't that one reset the curve on what was allowed in war movies? It just reset the curve on, on war movies, period. That was... I mean, it won. <laughs> yeah. 
that was like, you just can't forget it. Although of note, the one movie that holds the record for most like perfection nominated for 11 Oscars, won 11 Oscars. Return Only, of the King. Yeah. Verified best movie <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Return of the motherfucking King. Quite the scale you have. Which awards did they win again? I don't know, but there were eleven <laughs> of them. So like everything. They got a best picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Picture. They probably got picture, director, actor. I don't think cinematography. They got, did they get actor? I don't think they got actor. No, they didn't get actor. I don't even think they got a supporting. Well, who's the lead actor in that movie? You couldn't even say. Hmm? Frodo. Is it? Is it? Samwise. <laughs> supporting is a- definitely Samwise. All right, we have to give Samwise supporting. He supported the shit out of Frodo. There's not a protagonist to those movies, though. They just mm-hmm. kind of follow, and it's with this group, it's with that group. And yeah, it's like it's, we were all the winner. Yeah. No things. Let's Everybody see. won. Uh, adaptation, it probably would win. Costumes, costumes, makeup. Yeah. Cinematography, sound, yeah. sound editing. Oh yeah. I hope they didn't give them special effects for that one. They probably did. Oh, yeah. The, the fucking ghost Jesus army <laughs> swallowing elephant. Like, it was hard not to laugh in the theater. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Were, that's happening? Ghost Jesus kills you. Like, I, I let it go when you did the fucking hoth thing to their legs. Oh, yeah. And I fucking let it go when Legolas skateboarded his way across <laughs> and just killed them all because Gimli said something funny at the end. Well, he had already, he had already done the skateboarding thing in the second one, the two yeah, towers. Yeah, skateboarding down a giant fucking <laughs> elephant. and it, it was it was such a video game moment. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awful. I loved it. And, and, then, and then the ghost jizz army just swallows them all and, and then cleanses Minas Tirith. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> a little bit of genocide and we're there. It's like if Aragorn had just walked a little quicker, he probably could have saved hundreds of lives. Because <laughs> that, that was 100% of what decided that battle. Like everything that happened in that battle up to that point, other than Did not killing some Nazgul, didn't matter. And the ghosts would have fucking just on the Nazgul if they were dumb enough to get close. I mean, that's ghost v. ghost. And the Nazgul weren't stuck in some fucking mountain, you know? They've got dragons. I feel like they'd win. Against an army? Dragon Mount. Against an army? Yeah. I don't know, man. They uh, seem like superior undead. They have rings of power. I think there might be something about the rings of power probably going to be like, no, 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 fuck off, bitches. Yeah, you remember like at the beginning when fucking like they have- Sauron has a mace and he just like taps and there goes 15 motherfuckers and their horses? That was the one ring of power, though. Not yeah, but nine this is diluted. ghost v. ghosts. Yeah, it was nine diluted rings of power. They're not even diluted. They're just different. They're controlled by, but they grant powers. Yeah, and they're functioning at high power because they're doing the bidding of Sauron. Yeah, like all the rings that exist out there, the dwarf ones, the elf ones, human ones, all give power. We don't know what happened with the dwarf ones, though. I need to know what happened. Three were recovered. I know, but what about the other four? We don't know about the other four. That's not okay. I need to know. What happened is that cock rings are more popular with dwarves than anyone understood. (laughs) And they've been there the whole time. I think something like the Book of Lost Tales or something, or Book of Lost Tales 2 might say something that they're suspected. The other four are in the bellies of dragons. The cock rings of power. That's all I heard. I think that's great. How has nobody made that porn product? I'd How have bought it know? out of sheer joy. <laughs> it just, I, I think you just rule 23'd it. It's got to be, it has to exist, to, right? You're going to look and it already does. It's it came out, it came right, out 20 listener, years ago. <laughs> this is your homework. You need to open up Chrome. 
not incognito. Don't no. be a coward. Don't just do it. <laughs> and type in uh, cock rings of power uh, video and and just spend start start your journey there. See if see what you find. You're welcome, or I'm sorry. That is all. Other case, a good time. Huh? Yeah, that is all from the dark stream. We'll leave it with homework. <laughs> Cock rings of power. Do it, you coward. Bye!